You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals on today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On. You will get 20% off your next order. We're going to dive into Kansas City Royals baseball right now. They've announced the minor league uh, cities, so it'll stay pretty well the same. I mean, Northwest Arkansas uh, will be the AA affiliate. Omaha will be the AAA affiliate. And uh, Columbia, South Carolina will be the single A affiliate. There's also an affiliate somewhere in Iowa as well. Uh, hopefully they can get a minor league season up and running this season uh, with uh, all that happened with COVID last year. Of course, they could not have a minor league season. They could barely have a major league season last year. So they certainly could not do minor leagues. Uh, I've always enjoyed watching minor league baseball. So hopefully you know, hopefully they'll be able to get that going for this upcoming season. The winter meetings is typically when you see teams pick their minor league system and and pick their minor league um, affiliates. And David Sampson told told a really good story, a really funny story um, about just that, about picking your minor league affiliates at the winter meetings. And that teams actually tried to woo each individual owner of the minor league of the minor league team, because there are some certain minor league affiliates that for geographical location or for, you know, even something as simple as the, the stadium's placement above or below sea level to really adjust and get a good idea of how good or bad your your hitters are doing with and without the ballpark effect. Um, you know, even stuff as that can make your minor league affiliate more attractive. And so teams really try to woo each president of, of these minor league teams and owners of these minor league teams to sign on with their organization. And they'll bring in, like, the Yankees will bring in, you know, Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter or, or something like that to, to really, obviously not now because Derek Jeter is the, the owner of the Marlins, but still, and they'll, they'll bring in their top guys and their top guns to try to impress the owners. But they're underway, and, and the big news right now is that Cleveland is aggressively shopping Francisco Lindor. Uh, who knows if a deal will get done? Uh, it seems like it if they're going to be aggressively shopping them. For Kansas City, obviously that'll weaken the Cleveland Indians. They've lost Carlos Santana to Kansas City this offseason. They're going to trade Francisco Lindor this offseason. They still have Shane Bieber, the, the reigning Cy Young winner. But obviously they're going to take a step back on the field. And as they take a step back and the Tigers take a step forward, as they call up these young prospects, hopefully Kansas City is the same. You could see Kansas City begin to climb and rise up the ranks in the AO Central, you would hope just given what they've been able to pull off this offseason. 
And once again, we still have the Nolan Arenado drama. He, he, one day he's going to get traded, the next day he won't get traded, and so on and so forth. But my, my favorite part about the winter meeting so far is the Yankees of all teams saying that, you know, oh my goodness, if, if we sign DJ LeMayhew, we just simply won't have enough money to sign uh, uh, Mashiro Tanaka. We just simply won't do it. The Yankees of all teams are going to start crying poor and poor pitiful me. We can't re-sign both DJ LeMayhew and Masahiro Tanaka, uh, give me a break. I don't understand what the owners get out of this whole uh, crying poor thing because it's, no one's buying it. Nobody's believing it. Nobody's feel, feeling bad for the Steinbrenners, and they did, they did lose a lot of money this year, especially the Steinbrenners who only have stake in the Yankees, right? Like, like They did not make their money elsewhere. A lot of owners make their money elsewhere in the baseball club that they own or the team professionally that they own is just a, a toy pretty much. It's just it's just an investment. Uh, for the Steinbrenners, this is their only revenue source pretty much. So it really hurt their pocketbook to lose as much money as baseball lost this year. But still, nobody really cares about the poor, pitiful me nonsense. And that, that's just what it is. And, and then the, the Rays also made some headlines with their whole proposal to split the season with Montreal, that's, 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 this gets brought up again, uh, and it sounds like they're going to do it by, like, what, 2025? Uh, that there's no plan B, and so you you will see a team splitting time there. And I don't think that that's going to be the case, honestly. I think that one of two things will happen. Either Tampa Bay builds them a new stadium and they stay in Tampa Bay, or they just fully, totally, absolutely leave for Montreal or some other destination. This is the same thing that we saw the Marlins do whenever David, David Sampson's in San Antonio wearing a 20-gallon cowboy hat and acting as though he's really going to move the team to San Antonio. Right? I mean, this is just a ploy that that these owners use to to get themselves a new stadium with taxpayer dollars. And, you know, it was already going to be an uphill battle for Tampa Bay to, to pay for a race stadium, but now so with this with this new economy, with what's happened with the with the pandemic, it's going to be even more difficult to convince taxpayers, I think, to pay for a stadium. So you're going to be looking at relocation, I think, and and, and that's good for baseball because as soon as the Tampa Bay situation is figured out, and as soon as the Oakland situation is figured out, no matter if they move or if they get new stadiums each, when those two when those two teams have their next destination or have their next stadium, then baseball will expand immediately. It's going to do it immediately because the reason they're not doing it right now is because right now Tampa Bay has the leverage and they can say, look, we're leaving. We're going to go to Montreal. If you do not give us a stadium, we're going to Montreal. But if you expand and put a team back in Montreal and call them the Expos, that negates all leverage the Marlins have at doing so. If you expand and put a team in Portland or put a team in San Jose, that negates all the leverage that Oakland has right now over the city of Oakland and and their taxpayers. So you don't want to undermine your current group of teams. So whenever those two figure out their stadium issues, then immediately after, you're going to see a team pop up in Nashville or a team pop up in, in Montreal or whatever. You're going to see this league expand. And that'll be pretty fun to expand this this league. And, and baseball expansion will be really fun because you're going to have to draft minor league guys. You're going to have to, to take a, a chance on minor league guys. And they could really surprise you. And, and you could have those Cinderella stories. Look at what hockey had. Hockey had everyone invested in Las Vegas for a postseason run. People who have no idea what hockey even is. I was one of them. No idea what hockey even is. But yet, they still got invested in 
the Stanley Cup playoff run because of the, the magical ride that the Golden Knights went on. Coming up, we're going to continue to dive into Kansas City, and we're going to talk about their lineup situation and what they could look like come next season. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order. They are phenomenal. They're great for pre-workout. They're great for post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement. They're that filling and that good. They are perfect for the health-conscious person. If you want to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, this is the bar to go to, BuiltBar.com. Uh, they have six brand-new flavors, Camel Brownie, Cooks and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. They are delightful, soft, and easy to chew, 100%, 100% chocolate on the outside. Uh, they are just great for the keto diet as well. So go check them out, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order. I have already re-upped my order to Built Bar. They sent us the, the free package to, to try them and be able to fully explain our love for them. And I love the banana bread uh, Built Bar and the cookies and cream Built Bar. And I've already put in a new order for Built Bar. So they're just that good. So go there, BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. 20% off your next order. We are back on Locked on Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. We have a lot to get to today, uh, including the fact that the Royals have been active so far this offseason and that I think that they still need to be active. I think that they've kind of put themselves now in a position where you're looking at being very mediocre. If all things go well with Carlos Santana, with Mike Miner, you're looking at being very mediocre. And there's no real point in that. There's no real point to be mediocre. So you need to continue to add. And what could this team really use right now? Well, I would expect them to still sign a reliever right now. I'd expect them to target somebody in the open market as a free agent reliever because their bullpen could use some shoring up. Now, they do have some good pieces. They do have some very good pieces with Josh Stomont. They have some good pieces with Scott Barlow, even, who I was very, very down on coming into last season, but, but performed pretty well uh, for sure. But it still needs some work to do, especially if you do not want to make Mike Minor a lever. And some areas you can go this free agency class is, is maybe you take a chance on a, a Dylan Patances to, to turn his career around at age 33 to kind of bounce back to what he was in those golden years with New York. Maybe you take a chance on uh, Wade Davis even. I mean, we just saw this team bring back Greg Holland to kind of get some nostalgia factor and to sell some tickets and to make you invested. Of course, they couldn't sell tickets in the pandemic, but they didn't know that at the time of, of signing him. To, to to really go after that nostalgia factor. And then it turned into Greg Holland having a career resurgence. Can you do the same thing with Wade Davis? I mean, maybe. Who knows? Sergio Romo is another guy. Joaquin Soria is another guy, just like, the, just like Davis, who can have that nostalgia factor. But Sergio Romeo, so Sergio Romo has been a proven closer before. Uh, he's 38 years old. He just went with the Twins. Uh, but he'll probably remain there with the Twins, I would imagine. But again, he had a, an okay season uh, this past couple of years. Kelvin Herrera, another part of that historic Rose bullpen, uh, if you could try to recoup some of that value. And then from there, you're going to look at guys like Pedro Strope and Brian Shaw and, and hope for the best. But ultimately, I would imagine... Kansas City will find one more reliever to add to this team. Because if you can shore up that bullpen, 
as we went through yesterday, that, that lineup, if it's hitting on all cylinders, if, if it's performing very well, that lineup is capable. It's a capable lineup. You only have a black hole in center field and, and, and second base. And the second base one is really depending on what we want to do with Whit Merrifield. I think if you want to maximize this lineup, you put Whit Merrifield at second, and then you play both Frenchy Cordero and Edward Olivieras, and then you only have one black hole in your lineup, and that is Michael A. Taylor, who plays some really solid defense. So that would be the best lineup possible in terms of winning baseball games, but you do not want to stunt the development of Nicky Lopez, who's already a gold glove level fielder and just needs to figure out how to hit the baseball. And again, you can only figure out how to hit the baseball if you're actually getting at bats to try to hit the baseball. So we'll see what they do there, but that lineup is really good. It's really solid. Um, it is going to be competitive. The line, the uh, rotation is pretty competitive there with, with Brad Keller, Chris Bubich, Brady Singer, Mike Miner, Danny Duffy as your, as your rotation. And if you can call up Asa Lacey, if you can call up Daniel Lynch, if you can call up somebody else, uh, it'll be even better. So those are all the factors for Oklahoma, for Kansas city, I should say that go into this season being a pretty good one, and you can elevate that by shoring up your bullpen. So let me know what kind of bullpen targets you want Kansas City to go after this season and what you think Kansas City should do the rest of the way. And what is your bis, your, your your biggest prediction for this offseason? Because I think that Toronto is going to steal some headlines. I think that Toronto, by the, by the week's end, will have a Chris Bryant or Nolan Arenado or a George Springer or whomever, like, like something huge. Like I think that they're going to do something out of this world crazy and crazy in a good way to bring in some talent and really accelerate the timeline of that fun little team. I mean, they're just all the 90 nostalgia babies, but still they're a fun team. They're a good team. They're an up and coming team and that they can really supplement that now with talent like a Chris Bryant or somebody else. So that's what I have a feeling about for this upcoming week that we're still going to see the Blue Jays make a huge move and we're still going to see the Blue Jays do something of note. So it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to figure out that along the way. So be sure to follow Locked on MLB. Locked on MLB has done a fantastic job of putting out updates and, and, and really having breaking news as soon as it happens and and doing a great job there. Gabrielle Starr of Lockdown Red Sox runs the Lockdown MLB account, and she does a fantastic job keeping everyone in the loop of what's happening, as well as some funny content along the way. So go check that out. You're going to want to go there right now, actually, like this second, unless you're driving, but this second, and, and look at the video she posted with Colin Cowherd. You will not regret it. It's very funny. Uh, it, it is hilarious. Colin Cowherd is an idiot, as you all know, but still, it is amazing. So go check that out. You can follow this show on Twitter, Locked on Royals. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can also email the show if you don't have Twitter, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. This is Locked on Royals, your only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about the winter meetings, and we'll see if Kansas City adds a bullpen arm. If they do go that route, if they do go add a bullpen arm, let me know who you want them to add. So we'll see you tomorrow on Lockdown Rose. Be good, and be good to one another.